0: Welcome to Crime on Prime Time. my name is Kenzie Huseman, I'm your host, and I'm here with a very special guest, I'm here with my brother,
1: Carson!
0: Hey Carson, how are you doing?
1: I'm good.
0: How has... Even
1: though it's late.
0: I know, I'm sorry. How's school been?
1: It's alright, it's school, you know. Making it through.
0: Nice, nice. Chilling. Only like two weeks in, so it can't be that bad, right?
1: Yeah, it's not too bad at all.
0: Is it better? It'll probably
1: get bad eventually.
0: You think it'll be better or worse than your freshman year?
1: Uh, better. At least I'm not studying rocks.
0: <laughs> You're telling me you didn't like geology as a accounting major? Not at all. I don't blame you.
1: It's the worst class I've ever taken.
0: <laughs> Just because it was boring.
1: Yeah, my labs were us just touching rocks. That's what we do. We'd fill them. Yeah. We would look at them. Mm-hmm. It's not fun at all.
0: You just like grab them, give them a little squeeze.
1: Mm hmm. Sometimes we would scratch it on stuff. There's one rock that tasted like salt. You licked it? So that was exciting. I didn't, but we try to get other people to.
0: Sounds interesting. <laughs> fun. Okay, so Carson, as you know, because you're a listener, the next thing we Mm -hmm. do is a question. Excited. I'm going to do a new type of thing, because usually we ask one question and we talk about it. But I'm going to throw you several questions that this or that of pop culture.
1: You're stealing Malik's thunder. He's going to come back and be disappointed in you.
0: You know what I think I can leave li- already know. i can I can live with Malik's disappointment. I've been disappointing Malik since I've met him.
1: He's gonna be like, "Kinsey, I do not want you to do any more questions anymore.
0: He wouldn't expect any less than me. you know, in all honesty, I think Malik thinks of these questions like the five minutes before we record.
1: These questions are pretty good. they're interesting. They keep me invested, oh, yeah.
0: Well, that reminds mm-hmm. me. This is a good segue for all those listening. If you ever wanted to send a question in, if you wanted to know anything about us, feel free. You can email us at crime on primetime pod at gmail dot com. You can DM us on any of the social medias. Please send in your questions. Please, please, please. I'm tired of answering questions about aliens. OK, are you ready for this rapid fire pop culture this or that?
1: Yes. D- I was born. Already. Okay,
0: okay. Team Edward or Team Jacob?
1: Uh, Jacob, because that's Taylor Lautner, yeah. right? And he was in uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl.
0: And is is that why the you're best che-
1: CGI movie in the world? Is that why you're yeah. choosing
0: him because of Shark Boy and Lava Girl?
1: And then that one action movie he did that you had on DVD?
0: Abduction. That movie was mm-hmm. bad.
1: That's why he gets my vote.
0: Okay. Did you watch that movie?
1: I think I did. But I also respect the guy because he married a woman also named Taylor. And so now they're both. So they are both Taylor Lautner.
0: So now you need to break up with Abby and Mario Carson.
1: That that would be crazy. Or I can just get her name legally changed to Carson. Or I could legally change my name to Abby.
0: Either way. I think either one of you need to legally change your name.
1: I think, I think we do. I think it's a power statement. Like, really, you're not going to last in this world as a couple if you don't have the first, the, your first name's the same.
0: I Like, you better break up already. I agree. Break up if you don't have the same, same legal name all the way through.
1: You aren't, y'all aren't close enough.
0: <laughs> you don't spend enough time together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, this or that, Taylor Swift or Olivia Rodrigo.
1: Ooh, this one controversial. I'm gonna go with Olivia Rodrigo. She's got an album coming out this month, and I listen to her a lot more than. I, am. I don't really listen to Taylor Swift, but I listen to Olivia Rodrigo a lot.
0: I feel like you didn't grow up in the air of Taylor Swift. like you were too young when oh. she was like first starting out,
1: yeah, and then she had that like... She didn't fall off, but she kind of had that, like, point where, like, people knew Taylor and stuff, but they, like, it's when she transitioned to pop and people were like, "Eh." and now she got, now people have hopped back on the Taylor train with all of her re-releases. Yeah. And I still haven't hopped on.
0: I will say. It's
1: going to hurt our cousin's feelings.
0: I know. You're about to lose me a lot of followers.
1: Yeah, well, Olivia Rodrigo better.
0: I will say, I, when her first album came out, I did have it, like, on repeat. It was good.
1: And she's about to drop another one. And it's supposed to be good again. I got high hopes.
0: I know. I'm excited. Hopefully she doesn't get sued this time. Mm,
1: It's okay. You know what? She probably is going to make enough money to pay for the...
0: Honestly. This or that. DC or Marvel.
1: Are we going movies or comics?
0: Uh, Movies. Because there's... Movies,
1: oh, Uh, MCU all the way. DC's really bad. I didn't watch The Flash. I boycotted it, mainly because the bad guy was General Zod for the third time. Out of, like, the eight movies they made, General Zod was in his third one, and he is not that great of a villain, in my opinion. So, DC really screwed it up. MCU a lot better.
0: Yeah, I'm disappointed, because I think growing up, I always liked DC characters better. Especially villains. Mm -hmm. But the movies are just so bad. They haven't made a good one.
1: Yeah. Shazam 1 was alright. I don't even see it. Wonder Woman 1 was great. Wonder Woman was great. Yeah, Wonder Woman was good. The Suicide Squad. The newest one. Amazing.
0: Yeah, but I hate that they redid the thing. But kept some of the characters so close. I was
1: perfectly fine with it. Because the original was so bad. Will Smith was awful. But it was... Will Smith was just awful in that movie. I did not like him in that movie. I didn't like that movie in general.
0: Yeah. They just haven't made any great movies lately.
1: No, not at all. But The Batman, which is not part of the universe, but still a DC movie, is amazing.
0: Yes, with Robert Pattinson. So Mm -hmm. good. That was good. And The Joker was good.
1: The Joker was good, And The Dark Knight was
0: good. I just love me some crystal. That one came out a
1: long time ago, though. It's
0: not that long ago.
1: I was like six. Or five. When
0: The Dark Knight came, came out.
1: out? Oh, maybe not. Seven. No, I was like... It's like 2011, right? So
0: Were you, you like? seven in 2011? Mm-hmm. God. Or in 2004. You're so young.
1: Teen.
0: Okay. Last one. This or that. Tom and Dea or Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to hit me with the Timothy Chalamet and
0: Kylie Jenner?
1: Kendall Jenner Ken- or Kylie Jenner? I don't know which yeah. Jenner
0: he's dating, but no. I hate that. That's all publicity. Uh, There's no way that Timothy Chalamet is like that.
1: They got caught smooching at the Beyoncé concert. Well,
0: everyone is smooching so. at the Beyoncé concert. I wasn't. Well, you weren't at the Beyoncé concert.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. You were smooching
0: at the Taylor Swift concert.
1: Mm-hmm. Me and Taylor.
0: You and Taylor? Yeah.
1: Now, uh, ooh, I, I mean, I really like Tom and Zendaya. Zendaya. Sheesh. But Tom's funny, but also I like What Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively post about each other? I think that's they're very funny, and also Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: so I think I'm gonna have to go with Tom. Oh, really? I think I will because they're like younger and so more like fresh, and like the
0: the pop culture.
1: Like, yes.
0: I forgot that Zendaya dated Jacob Elordi, the Euphoria co-star. Scary. I forgot they dated.
1: Yeah. Well. I would have. Tom better.
0: I would have to. Yeah, he like cheated on her. He cheated on Zendaya.
1: Oh, that's crazy. I would never. Zendaya, if you're listening to this, I wouldn't. (laughs)
0: But also, you would have to change your name to Zendaya.
1: That's fine. Me and be we've already talked. Okay. If Zendaya hit me up, or if Tom Holland hit her up, we're okay with splitting apart.
0: You're just okay with the breakup. You're just like, he's better than me. I mm-hmm. understand.
1: Because I'd be like, you know what? It's Tom Holland. What am I supposed to do? He's Spider-Man. I mean, I can't compete at that point. I would I would honestly be more upset if she denied Tom Holland in this situation.
0: I'd be upset at her too.
1: Like, wow, she really has terrible taste.
0: And then you would be reflecting on yourself, like, what does this say about me?
1: It would just it'd be a mess. I would Abby for listening to this, please pick Tom Holland over me.
0: I would have to go Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively. I think they have the cutest relationship.
1: I think they got more like genuine chemistry too. And
0: they're both so—I mean Zendaya and Tom Holland—but they're just so Brian Reynolds and Blake Lively are like the perfect match. They are both so good looking,
1: and they're funny. And they're
0: funny, and they're genuine. I like that they keep their kids out of the media. Hmm.
1: And Ryan Reynolds just bought a soccer team and, like, Ted Lasso did, basically. He just, like, made it relevant. That's epic.
0: Yeah, I never watched Ted Lasso.
1: It's really not like Ted Lasso, but they just both play soccer. Okay,
0: so the only common denominator is...
1: It's they both play soccer, and this one guy makes the team good again. Basically, that's that's the connection I made but it was very vague. I was hoping most listeners didn't watch Ted Lasso, but knew that it was a soccer show, and they could be like, yeah, yeah. No, he, good analogy.
0: That's essentially what I did.
1: Mm -hmm. See, it works. If you say it confidently, and they will, the viewers will believe anything. You can make up an entire episode of Criminal Minds And the viewers wouldn't even know you could be like yeah and the the murderer fell in love with hotchner and people would be like oh i didn't i don't remember this
0: episode because you made it up okay but you know
1: i think you should try you know
0: who would call me out is mom because mom has seen all of these listen i do a random number generator and, and sometimes I'll be on the phone with mom and we'll be talking about my podcast and I'll be like, yeah, I'm, do- I'm doing this episode of NCIS, some random episode of NCIS. And she's like, remind me what that one's about. And I'm like, oh, it's about the gay soldier immediately knows. She's like, oh yeah, I know which one you're talking. There has to be more than one episode about a gay soldier, right? Like they had to do more than one. She...
1: They did it right after gay marriage was legal, so that they could say like, "We're good we now." We did it. We did that and gay thing. That, never brought it up.
0: We're allies. Woo! We did one episode. I...
1: And then they're like, "We don't have to touch the subject." Yeah, yet. we're
0: allies. We did one episode. We see.
1: The funny thing about Mama's shows now is that every time I come in, we're eating dinner. She's like, "I need a new show to watch." I just finished the last ship, and I'm like, "Oh, for the sixth time." She's like. Uh, I think it's the seventh or eighth. And I'm like, oh, okay. So she watched it three more times this year. And then we're just chilling. I'm like, there's a lot of good shows. There's Ozark. There's Breaking Bad. She's like, yeah, I think I need to start that show. And she never does. All she does is watch NCIS Los Angeles. Somehow that show's still going on. She's watching NCIS. She's watching all SVU. And I'm like, I come back. She's like, ah. Oh, you know, the writer's strike, there's nothing to watch. I'm like,
0: she doesn't watch is. the streaming services. She doesn't utilize the streaming services because mom used to love the show ER and ER is streaming on Hulu and mom never finished ER. And so I went back and I watched it because I remember you weren't born yet, but I like watched it with them. Until I saw the episode of the guy's arm get chopped off by a helicopter, and then I had nightmares. And then they were like, "Yeah, maybe we shouldn't let her watch ER as a five-year-old." <laughs> um. And I, but I like as a kid, I always had a crush on Doctor Kyle. So I went back and I watched ER as an adult. And Mom was like, "Maybe I should go back and rewatch it." I was like, "It's on Hulu. You can anytime you want." Yeah. Never did.
1: And she watches all these cop shows and like she has to watch the episodes that are on like she doesn't really have a choice because it's on live television and i'm just thinking like wow it's crazy that these are probably on a streaming service and you can watch whatever episode your heart desires and she's like no i have to watch the one that got recorded on saturday because that is the episode
0: <laughs> okay so I guess we should just get into our episode for this week. So we watch Criminal Minds. And Criminal Minds is a big deal in our family.
1: Big deal. Because
0: that's that was that was our family time. We would Criminal mm-hmm. Minds, the new episode came out on Wednesday. We would go to church, come home for church. We always had to come home real fast, couldn't stay behind talking too long because we had a shower real quick. And we all went into mom and dad's room to watch criminal minds the new episode
1: i always thought it was funny that like we were at church giving our hearts and souls to god and then coming home and be like let's watch these people get murdered let's watch this dude turn this other guy into frankenstein like that's what we did right after repenting for our sins
0: honestly now that i'm older I'm like, you know, that was kind of weird that our family time was centered mm-hmm. around serial killers. hmm. And for the longest I like, time, I was scared. I wouldn't watch it with y'all. I would be in another room. Yeah. Because I was too scared. And I was little watching
1: it. I, I remember going back to like third grade class on Thursday being like, I just watched the craziest <laughs> episode of Criminal Minds. And all the kids would be like, oh, well, we watched Duck Dynasty. And it was like, that's not even near criminal minds. What are y'all watching at home?
0: And then though there would be those like sexual ones, the sexual motivated ones, and Dad would like look at us.
1: And I would do the face. Yeah,
0: and you had to like cover your eyes, or he'd be like. But I would have
1: my fingers open, like, hey, hey, yeah, he doesn't know.
0: Yeah, he was, I'm like, catching a glimpse right now. Don't say anything about this. Like, this is wrong. They like say
1: a swear word, and he's like. Y'all should never say this word, ever. And I was like, okay.
0: And now he gets on to me for, for saying fuck on my podcast.
1: It should be a Christian podcast. <laughs> a
0: Christian podcast. I try my best.
1: When are you going to do the story of how, uh, Judas murdering Jesus? Is that coming up?
0: Uh, you know what? I think they did have a Law and Order episode kinda similar.
1: Well they had the show the Bible, the hit show. Oh,
0: they made us watch that. We try to they try to watch that as a family, right?
1: Yeah I didn't I don't think we got through it. It's crazy that we couldn't get through the Bible TV show, but like me, mom and Brady watched nearly the entire series of Under the Dome.
0: I never yeah that was I was graduated. I was out yeah okay so let's talk about this episode this criminal minds episode so, this is exciting. I have my brother on. We're we're doing our family show. So, Carson, we watch Criminal Minds, Season 10, Episode 6, If the Shoe Fits. hmm Okay, so it opens with this guy and this woman, and it immediately starts with an affair. They're having an affair right off the bat. He's She's like, I'm going to tell your wife about us. And he's like, don't do that. And you're like, well, how?
1: I can think of 30 Criminal Minds episodes that start the exact same way, but the murder happens different. Like, this guy places a bomb. This guy uses a flamethrower.
0: Well, this guy isn't even the unsub. They find the victim. So it's just like a random affair just to find the victim in the woods. So they're having this fight. She throws the ball. The dog goes, so he like runs off because he's mad and she's like, upset and she's like oh no i'm just joking i won't tell your wife at the back of your head you're like well maybe you should tell the wife so she's like going mm-hmm. through the woods looking for them looking for him and he stumbled he she finds him and he's standing over the something just days just just still and she's like what are you doing and he's like don't come over here and you know what she does
1: She goes over there. She goes
0: over there. And you know what she does? She screams because she finds a dead body. Like, maybe he told you that for a reason. Mm Mm-hmm. So they found the body of a young man with a phone sticking out of his mouth. And the alarm going off.
1: I've woken up like that a couple times. With your phone in my mouth, alarm going off.
0: (laughs) Don't know how it got here.
1: It happens. Don't know how it happens. Only in my underwear. Long night of sleep.
0: Man. Tarleton's wild.
1: Tarleton is wild.
0: So then also in this episode, we have the side stories with JJ. JJ's mom's visiting. She's looking through old pictures. JJ's first child, Henry, finds a picture of JJ and her sister. And do you remember the st- whole storyline with J.J. and her sister?
1: I do not. I Mostly with J.J., I remember just her and her husband and him having no emotion. <laughs> he was just a very down-to-earth guy. He'd be like, yeah, J.J., get to work. Fine. The serial killer. You're the best.
0: <laughs> I mean, that was kind of like Spot. He had that Louisiana accent, that thick Louisiana mm-hmm. accent.
1: And he was never worried. He was just like, Oh, you got shot at tonight? Let's hit the hay. And she's like bawling.
0: And he but he like loves her and he'll just say it with the same emotion.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. He was a genuine guy. He was really nice. He just
0: He's like, I love you, JJ.
1: You're the best, even though you nearly died. That's crazy.
0: Okay. So JJ's sister died of suicide. I think in her teens. I think her and JJ were young. And I can't remember if JJ was older or younger. But she lost her sister to suicide. But she hasn't told her son. So that's the whole storyline in this episode. is Her son finds this picture. JJ left the room. And the son was like, who is this, Grandma? And Grandma's like, you don't know who that is? So Grandma tells him. That's his aunt. And then JJ finds out and flips out and was like, you told Henry that I had a sister and that she's in a better place? I wasn't ready to talk about this with him. And flips out on her mom. Then, you know, she gets called into work because they always get called into work. Every time? Every time. So they have that whole storyline going on in the background. So the BAU is being called in because a shopkeeper was called by, was called, was killed by a college kid and the kid got off because he was rich and now there's fears of a war between college students and town folk.
1: So unrealistic.
0: Okay, but wouldn't that be a cool episode?
1: It would be a cool episode, but it's just like, first of all, He's not going to get off because he's rich.
0: Okay, I mean, that is realistic. Someone... No, that... Well, I think it was like a hit and run. That is realistic. Okay. You're going to tell me okay. that rich kids don't just... He didn't just blatantly murder someone. He... It was... I think... I don't know if he was drunk and he hit him with his car.
1: Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. But if he just like... Just like, boom!
0: No. Also, you... But also, I
1: don't think the entire student body of this college will... Group together you know they'll just be like oh that's the kid that did that and that's the only care they're gonna give about it
0: i don't know but wouldn't it be awesome if it really if that kid had did kill the he did kill the shopkeeper and the town folk were like oh let's get a revenge on the college kids and then i mean they started it going cool. back and forth
1: i feel like this would be a cool comedy movie where they like Go back and forth, go back and forth. Like they do something to the college kids, the college kids go back to it's like oh, it's kinda like neighbors.
0: Oh one of those that's like super who's the who's the director that does the super gory for no reason? Isn't it like Quentin Tarantino? His movies are gory for no reason and kind of like a comedy action-y Okay, so Quentin Tarantino needs to do a movie where the town folk and the college students go back and forth killing each other. Mm-hmm. And then you have that one it. funny, like Ryan Gosling and Gerard Butler from Nice Guy type duo trying to solve it, trying to get him to stop. That that wasn't
1: records, was it? I think that was Ryan Gosling. Oh, Ryan Gosling. I thought okay. Yeah, heard the wrong name.
0: They look alike. People yeah, say I'm they, crazy I mean, they're getting them the confused. Person. Okay, I think so. People are like, no, they're absolutely different. I'm like, they kind of look the same. They both have the name Ryan, and they both star in like the same movies.
1: Mm-hmm. Ryan Ryan Reynolds could have been Kim. They're the same people.
0: I, they are. They're the same person. Okay. So the first victim Clark was gay, and I'm only saying this because it comes up later. And now we have a new victim. A second victim. And this is all taking place in Missoula, Montana. Where the universe Nothing probably happens
1: in Montana.
0: Yeah. Except this war between the college kids and the town folk.
1: It's, that's like the talk of the state. They're like, okay, something's happening in a town in Montana. So, that's something new here.
0: <laughs> so... The, Mo- Missoula is where the University of Montana is.
1: Didn't even know there was a college like that.
0: What do you think their mascot is, if you had a guess?
1: Um, The only thing I know about Montana is that it's just fields. So maybe like a tree.
0: <laughs> the mon- the or un- a deer. The University of Montana deers.
1: Mm hmm. Maybe just like. A piece of wheat.
0: <laughs> okay. Maybe like buffalo bison? The University yeah. of Montana bisons?
1: That would be cool.
0: If you go to the University of Montana, now write in and tell us what your, your mascot is.
1: It's probably something dumb, like the... Like the bull or, like, the dragon and stuff, because they don't have anything cool in Montana, so they just have to make up, like, a mytho- uh, mythology creature.
0: Okay, but a bull's like. not a mythology creature.
1: Yeah, a bull's not, <laughs> but, like, they could be, like, the centaurs. Or the... Okay.
0: that's That could be scary. That's a good one. That's but it has mascot. nothing to
1: do with Montana. Eh,
0: they had to spice it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's... Damage to the cars at both crime scenes. The second victim also had a phone in his mouth because, you know, M.O., it's criminal minds. They all have to be the same. Mm -hmm. There's... Okay, so then we get to this part where they arrived at the police station in Montana. Do you remember who Kate was in season 10? Yes. Okay, so she's looking at the pictures of the victims and she makes this weird comment where she says wow me and the unsub have the same type talking about that okay it was weird it's like i don't think you're allowed to say that like take her to hr
1: (laughs) oh wow i would murder these people too
0: yeah i could see why she hit on them
1: (laughs) yeah oh wow she has good taste we we, i think we could be friends (laughs)
0: So the second victim is definitely not gay. And he is a douche because here's what he did. He would set up his phone. So they show this video of him setting up his phone, getting back and hiding it, recording and hiding it, getting back in bed and then calling for a girl to come in and have sex with him.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. So
0: she didn't know. That's an awful thing to do. She didn't know she was being recorded. And then he sent the video to his friends.
1: Oh, yeah, that's awful.
0: Okay, but also, why would your friends want to see your sex tape?
1: Uh, I mean, if, if they're true bros, they'll hype it up. Really? I, I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming. <laughs> I mean, if you're a douchebag, then you probably have douchebag friends. I'm assuming the circle they've created would hype up a douchebag sex tape they are like, dude, you're rocking it in your latest video.
0: (laughs) Hit the subscribe button, guys.
1: He's like, dude, you gotta put this on OnlyFans. Dude, your stroke game is on par on this one.
0: Would. Okay, so would you want to see your friend's sex tape? Oh, no. (laughs) So it's not like a normal thing, you would say, like. No. Okay. No, that no,
1: that's a very like douchey thing.
0: Okay, douchey. I mean, yeah. Also, because these girls don't know.
1: Yeah, that's even worse.
0: Yeah, it's just gross that you would then share it. Like I think that's such a high school thing to share pictures, videos with your friends. Mm I
1: think by
0: the time you go to college, you're like, yeah, I'll just keep this to myself. Then just don't need to see. It's just gross. It is gross. So he's not gay. Both victims were stabbed with garden shears and a weird puncture mark in their neck. Can you guess what the murder weapon is? Vampire? No. But there was that vampire episode. Oh. You remember that vampire episode?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm guessing he was restrained because he thought he was going to get kinky sex. Okay, so they went to the corners. The coroner was like, uh, he was tied up, but not, like, in a torture way, but, like, in a light way. And you know that she was like, hey,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you want to have sex? Tied him up. He thought he was going to have the best set. He's like, I finally found me a freak. And then she murdered him.
1: It was just It's just so funny to think, like, he's laying on the bed, chilling, like, oh, yeah, let's get this on. And she just pulls out garden shears, and she's like... Oh yeah, I'm going to get it on. Shoo, 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 shoo.
0: Okay, and the unstub looks like Bridget Medler. Do you know who Bridget Good Ger- Ger- like Charlie? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was her. I'm going to go
1: find a picture real quick.
0: Of this of the unsub?
1: Yeah. I hope it was Bridget Medler. That'd be epic.
0: I don't think it was, but it looked a lot like her.
1: Oh, I think I found her. Let's see, let's see. Uh, I can I can kind of see it. Uh, you know what, I'll give it to you.
0: Okay. So both phone alarms were set for midnight.
1: Not an uncommon time.
0: <laughs> the weird puncture wound do you want to guess one more time what the puncture wound is from?
1: So, I, I already know what the puncture wound is from. So, me guessing won't be as genuine, but I'll be like... um, Could it be from, let's just say, a stiletto? Oh
0: my god, Carson! <sighs> you do remember this, this episode.
1: Replace Reed with me.
0: Yes, she stabbed him with a stiletto heel, meaning the usp-sub must be a woman. Who the fuck is this guy? Why not just help? Okay, so they called in. So they're, they're now interviewing these guys' friends. So the douchebag, they call in his friend, and guess what? What? He's also a douchebag.
1: Oh, no surprise there. So they
0: call in his friend to, you know, help solve his murder. And they're like, hey, we found these videos. Do you know if he had another date? And this guy was like, listen, I'm pre-law and I know I don't have to talk to you. And those videos are like fine, yada, yada, yada. Legal speak on why it's okay he has these videos. And did not want to answer any questions. They just want to know if he, that guy had another date. If he had another yeah, girl a like normal,
1: that. A normal friend would be like, um he could have been you know he was known to kind of get a lot of dates. you know try to be helpful your friends just die
0: yeah why are you being defensive and he was kind of being an ass he was yes. doing it in a very arrogant way so say he, like, i don't know this guy he was like actually i know better than you because i'm pre-law in montana
1: no crimes happen in montana
0: <laughs> so kate is like you're right That's not illegal, but the video of him with the underage girl is illegal because that's child pornography, and this dude freaks out. He's like, they're not, I didn't know that they were underage. I didn't know it was underage, and she's like, you should have asked. She just probably looked older, and he's like, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be so sick, and Kate is like, if you just give me the information, we won't charge you. So he starts spilling. She goes back, leaves the room, talks to Derek. And Derek's like, none of those girls were underage. And she's like, oops. And that guy is like throwing up in the interrogation room because he thinks he had child pornography.
1: I like how he's more freaked out about it possibly being child pornography than his friend being murdered I know by a girl.
0: You're going to throw up at the fact that you might go... Because are you throwing up at the fact that you saw a child performing sexual oh, acts no, are you going the fact
1: that he might go to jail get in trouble. yeah Yeah.
0: not the wrong thing to be sick about also who lets a practical stranger tie them up survival 101 don't let a stranger tie you up so the unsub meets a, her third victim in a park they go on a date and then the next thing we know she has him tied up in her bed
1: She's very convincing. How
0: do you get there? Survival one-on-one. Talking to the masses here. You should maybe go on like two, three, four, five dates, get to know the person before you're like, yeah, you can tie me up. That's such a compromising position.
1: She must have unbelievable risks to be able to pull this off every single time. I'm thinking maybe she's a magician and she does a little thing where she pulls out all of the um the cloths out of her mouth and then the guy's like oh that's so cool she goes you want to see another trick and then she ties him up on the bed and he's like okay what's what's the next trick and then she murders and
0: him. she's pulling him out of her mouth and he's like whoa what else can that mouth do like he's like
1: and then she pulls out the garden shears out of her <laughs> mouth and stabs him with it
0: okay so the craziest part is that this scene here's what i found so she has her third victim tied up he's she's like back in the bathroom or something presumably i don't know what guys are hoping like she's putting on lingerie he's about to think again he he's met a freak he's like god she's letting me do this the first time and he's like you were acting weird when i came on to you after that after lunch but now this is like real cool and she's like spouting like she from medieval times she's talking about true love and he's like looking around her bedroom and there's like stars on the ceiling and little coloring drawings on the walls and he's like kind of thinking this is weird and he's like is this this your bedroom and she's like yeah I love looking at the stars at night and wishing upon the stars and at this point you gotta be thinking he's gotta be thinking like oh fuck what is okay so then she comes out with ash all over her face like, war paint. And he's like, whoa, what's on your face? And now you get, he has to be thinking, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. And I think he even... Th- I hope he is. I think he even said, like, hey, you should just let me go. She pulls out the garden shears. So, again, survival one-on-one. Get to know someone before they tie you up.
1: Unless they're a magician.
0: <laughs> even that might be questionable. the profile is a female annihilator slash black widow type in her 20s and attractive seeks affluent young men which don't we all I mean I feel like he's describing every woman in college I was about to say I
1: usually don't I'm not usually attractive to young men but you could be
0: some event triggered the killings. Per the usage.
1: I've always wondered how they they are able to identify these people. They look at two bodies. and They're like, "Yeah, this guy. He's forty, works at a Starbucks, and bites his fingernail." <laughs> and it's like, "How did you know that?"
0: It just it's intuition. Like You just don't get it. You gotta watch more true crime shows. Mom would get it. She could get the profile.
1: Mom could. Mom has seen every Criminal Minds episode at least four times. She had, at this point is basically hot shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then the next scene is our unsub at a bar, wearing a dress too big for her and she ordered champagne which is weird at a bar and even the bartender's was like yeah i had to go find this in the back and then some guy across the bar sees her and he's like talking to his friend he's like hey what about her and his friend is looking at her and he's like yeah she she looks crazy and this is a quote from the show one man's crazy is another man's kink
1: Yeah, but if she pulls up to the bar ordering champagne and a dress, stay away from her.
0: Crazy? One man's crazy is another man's geek.
1: These these might be the dumbest men in a cop TV show ever.
0: So he, you know, doesn't so his friend's like, No, don't don't go over here. She looks crazy. You don't wanna get involved with that and he's like, No, I can bank. So he goes over there. You know, he's hitting on her. She's And he's like, oh, you got all dressed up. And she's like, yeah, I thought I could dance here. And in my head, I'm like, well, she's never been to a bar. Because one, you don't wear a dress like a ball gown. And two, mm-hmm. you're only shaking ass at a, at a bar. There ain't no, there's- if there's no pull, you ain't dancing. <laughs> so then they leave the bar and they drive into the woods. And my note here says she has to know that nine out of ten times, if you get into a guy's car after a date, especially after leaving the bar, he's gonna try to sleep with you. Mm-hmm. And this is why you drive separate to dates. So survival one o two, drive separate to dates. Leave, don't leave the bar with him if you don't want to sleep with him. If you do want to sleep with him, then whatever. But she had. So she, they drive out into the woods. She's talking about love and all, you know, happily ever after, finding Prince Charming, yada yada yada. He's like trying to bang, and so he tries, and she says no, and he doesn't take no for an answer and keeps trying. Which, like, in and of itself, like if you if she just would have left it there, gone to the cops, she would have been in the right.
1: He's the real criminal.
0: Because what he did was wrong. This is what I'm saying. This was black and white. Because it's like, well, he shouldn't have done. She said no.
1: Mhm. They're both in the wrong. She's still not in the wrong. Because
0: then he pushes her out of the car. So at that point, you could have just been like, "Okay, I'm gonna go to the cops. I'm gonna report him. He's an asshole. Take him to court. Sue him for all of his dad's money." But instead, he's trying to drive away, and she comes at him with, like, this huge rock and hits him over the head through the window. With the
1: There's just some unrealistic things about criminal minds sometimes. You're telling me this girl grabbed an, a gigantic rock and threw it through the window? She didn't throw it. She, like, out?
0: hit him. I guess his head was kind of out the window, and she, like, hit him. And he kind of, like... I'm sorry,
1: but he's weaving that. In real... In... Real life, alive. He's weaving.
0: And then she stabs him in the neck with her heel. And runs away. So she had the opportunity to be in the right. But once you can't take that rock to him and stab him in the neck, you took it a little too far. Mm-hmm. So then they piece together who their unsub is because they... They figure out she's stealing the dresses from the dry cleaner she works at. Yada, yada, yada. So in the meantime, she's found her next victim, which is the dry cleaner, the boss, his son, who is Prince Charming, sweet as can be. He adores her. He goes to her house to say, hey, my dad's going to fire you because you keep stealing things um and he's like hey what are you doing and she's like i'm cutting roses to take to my dad's grave because she's cinderella and he's like oh i'll drive you to the grave so they go to the grave and she's talking about you know love and like how her dad used to read her story times and this and that and they're having a good time and he's listening to her because he is prince charming and then he looks at the gravestone and he's like hey this is a gravestone for a woman That died in like the eighteen hundreds, and she's like, "That's her (laughs) dad." That's what she said. She's like, "No, that's my dad." And he's like, "No, I just think you have the wrong gravesite. Like, we should just go ask someone and find where your dad's gravesite is at." And she's like, "No, that is my dad. This is his gravesite. I've come here all the time. This is my..." And he's like, "No, this is a woman." So she hits him over the head with a glass vase.
1: Just for helping.
0: So, you know, this is all happening. So now they're like, we've got to go. They've somehow put together they're at the cemetery. And they're like, let's go get her at the cemetery. She's with the shopkeeper's son. They tracked his phone to the cemetery. So her dad wasn't dead. He's in jail. And they think he molested her when she was a kid. Ooh. So she's delusional trying to make up like recreate the story tells. She did she was put in a foster home with a mom and step and sisters. So they got that part right. She might be Cinderella. They called her the Avenging Cinderella in the show.
1: Pretty dope title.
0: It is kind of a sick nickname. Mhm. So this is what they do to capture her. So she had left one of her hills and the victim. So Reed is Mr. Prince Charming and he shows up and he's like, I saw you at the bar the other day and I fell in love with you. Is this your shoe? So she thinks she's Cinderella. So she's like, oh my God, Prince Charming. And he's like, come with me to my carriage. Which of course is the police car. And I wrote in my notes that she, he probably got her some nice bracelets, too. You know, those handcuffs.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, Reed must have some crazy riz to pull this off, to bring her in and then have her walk herself into the cop car.
0: Well, she didn't walk. He walked next to her, but he didn't have to handcuff her. He's just like, come here. But at the same time, I was like, Ree, you better handcuff her because she can take off that shoe real quick and do some damage. Mm-hmm. And so it ends with Will and JJ on the phone with each other being all sweet. She's like, when are you coming home? And he's like, I don't know what he says because we can't hear it. And she's like, oh, then I'll make this glass of wine last real long.
1: They were always kind of kinky. I remember they always were like, right when she got off of work, seeing dead bodies and dealing with psychopaths, she came home. She's like, I want to smash this dude. (laughs) Every episode they had a like side story. She's like, it's going to end with us being horny. It it has to in Criminal Minds.
0: So then she hangs up the phone. And her son Henry comes out and is like, "Mom, will you read me a story?" And JJ's like, "Absolutely, because I need you to go to bed because I'm I'm about to I'm I'm about to sleep with your dad." Mm-hmm. So you're about to get a brother. Yes, and he did eventually.
1: <laughs> Probably in that episode.
0: But instead, made the wine lasts for a long. Instead, she was like, "Come here, picked him up, sat him down, and started telling him the story of her and her sister." So we ended on a sad note. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then Will came home and she's like, Henry, go to your room. Go to bed. <laughs> Put on your headphones.
1: Gave him the soundproof room. You he can't hear anything out of it.
0: <laughs> this is grown up talk.
1: All the paintings on his walls are falling down eventually. <laughs>
0: Okay, do you want to hear the real life... This was this episode was based off of real life story. For real? Yes. For real, for real.
1: I know how this show works. I know it was based off a real story. Do you know what real I'm story? A... Well, no, I don't. That's why I listen to the podcast.
0: Oh. <laughs> Clever. How am I going
1: to know the real story?
0: Okay, this is the story of the giggling granny AKA. Okay, it's
1: not as flattering as the avenging Cinderella.
0: No. But you'll see why she's called the Giggling Granny. So, the story of the Giggling Granny, AKA Nanny Doss. It's a weird name. It was 1954 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Dr. Schwelbin. I didn't look that up. I'm just going with my gut on how that's pronounced.
1: Eh, close enough.
0: Okay, Dr. Schwelben was shocked to hear the news that Samuel Doss had passed away. Dr. Schwelben had just seen Samuel the day before as he checked in with him one last time before he was discharged from a month-long hospital stay. Samuel had been diagnosed with a digestive tract infection, and Dr. Schwelben expected him to make a full recovery. In fact, he knew he would make a full recovery. So he grew suspicious of Samuel's death and ordered an autopsy. Samuel's stomach content showed he had last ate a pork roast dinner, and enough arsenic to kill a horse.
1: I think that might have caused it.
0: You think that was the issue?
1: I mean, I will say, tummy aches are a pain. You
0: would know, wouldn't you?
1: They are serious. People laugh when you have a tummy ache, but they could kill you.
0: And probably the arsenic.
1: He pro you know, what he should have done? Taking some tums after the arsenic. You take tums after anything you eat. Cured in thirty minutes.
0: For those listen listening, Garson growing up always had. Stomach problems.
1: Tums was my life saver. He threw
0: up a lot. He knows that pain. Mm-hmm. There was only one explanation. The only other person in the house was Samuel last night. His wife, Nanny Doss. The police picked Nanny up and took her t- back to the station for questioning. They asked her about the arsenic. At first, she denied knowing anything about the arsenic and played dumb. Saying she didn't know how it got into Samuel's food. I don't know. It
1: just. I mean, it had to get there somehow. I mean, that much arsenic doesn't just fall from the ceiling. I
0: mean, it could, I guess. I don't know. It just I don't know how got in there. It just appeared.
1: It's part of the instructions.
0: So this whole time that they're questioning her, she's fumbling around with a romance magazine and, like, thumbing through it and messing with it. So the police officers took it away. I didn't know you were allowed to just bring in your romance magazines to an interrogation.
1: You know, there's one other person that I think of that would bring, like, a romance novel into an interrogation. Mimi. Mimi, <laughs> yes. She'd bring one of the ones with, uh, no, oh, I forgot his name, but it's the, the foreign guy who's always, like, Bobbio. partly shirtless. Fabio. Partly shirtless with, like, a woman holding his chest and him looking out into, like, the distance. And she she would be the one to bring that into an interrogation.
0: She would. She would just be like, how long am I going to be here? Oh, a while. Okay, let me grab my book. hmm But the officers took it away. So after hours and hours of questioning, and with a promise that she would get her romance magazine back, Nanny finally confessed. She confessed to killing her fifth husband, Samuel Doss. And she confessed to killing her fourth husband, Richard Morton. And she confessed... Oh, she's got a track record. <laughs> she's going to confess to killing her third husband, Arlie Laning. And she confessed to killing her second husband, Frank Carlson. The entire time she was making this confession, Nanny was giggling.
1: Oh, that's creepy. Did Wait, so did the first husband just get off scot-free? Yeah, he lived. Like, did he just avert?
0: He just left. Oh, lucky man.
1: I think it's funny that they're probably in this interrogation and like she confesses to the the most recent one and they're like, Yes, we have her. And she's like, Well, and my fourth husband, and my third, and they're like, Oh geez. Oh
0: yeah, they were just not Oh jeez.
1: Like, you don't have to keep going. And she's like, Well, my second one also.
0: And then they're like, How many people has this lady killed? So she can go all the way through the interrogation. When they ask Nanny why all she had to say was, quote, I was searching for the perfect mate. The real romance in life. However, however, the police started investigating Nanny and her claims. They realized she didn't just kill these four men, but potentially seven to eight other people, mostly who were relatives or family of Nanny. Let's get into it. Nancy Nanny Hazel was born in 1905 in Blue Mountain, Alabama, to James and Lou Hazel. Her childhood wasn't the happiest. James, the patriarch of the family, was very controlling and abusive. He considered Nanny and her four other siblings farmhand more than actual children so much so he often pulled them out of school for the day to help on the farm nanny eventually dropped out of school at the in sixth grade to work full time on the farm but it's okay because she had some relief from work her favorite hobby was reading her mother's romance magazines and the lonely hearts column and dreaming of meeting her Prince Charming. Do you know the Lonely Hearts Column? Okay, so back in the day, before they had Tinder and Hinge and all of these things, the Lonely Hearts Column was Tinder and Hinge and all the dating apps. So, men and women would write in personal ads to these magazines or newspapers and kind of describe themselves and say who they're looking for in a partner.
1: I'm just at all with them having magazines back then. That's the thing I can't get over. I did not think they had magazines that they could do this with. They're still being pulled by horses, right? In nineteen 19- yeah. oh
0: five, how
1: did I don't, they got magazines?
0: Maybe that's what they called newspapers. They probably weren't plastic like you're but thinking.
1: Still, I'm just impressed. With our ancestors. You know? <laughs> they don't get enough credit.
0: Yeah. They're impressed with their form mm-hmm. of
1: Tinder. I'm glad they were still getting out there.
0: Right in the... Yeah, for the whole world mm-hmm. to see.
1: They're like, please, please and get with me. And they just put it in the town magazine.
0: It wasn't just the town. They sent oh, it gosh. out anywhere.
1: People across the state were like, this guy is desperate
0: across the nation finding prince charming would be difficult with a strict father like james he wouldn't allow his daughters or wife to wear makeup or attractive clothing and he forbade them from going to any social gatherings even youth church gatherings so you know she really was not meeting any guys Before we move on to Nanny's many marriages and murders, we have to talk about one last incident in Nanny's childhood that could explain this killing spree later in life. When Nanny was seven, she was on a train to visit family in Alabama when the train abruptly stopped and the chairs were metal, so she came careening forward and hit her head against the metal chair in front of her giving her a head injury and she said later in life she said that this would cause like blackouts all throughout her life and there's like scientific i don't know if it's scientific i don't know if they just like profiled all of these like actual serial killers but like one common denominator between serial killers is a head injury
1: but what's it what do football players get like
0: cte cte maybe maybe the same but i think cte is brought on by like many concussions many hits to the head some say it could just take one hit especially in a child and hit the certain part of the brain and it could change their behavior i don't know how scientifically proven but it's it's a common theme a lot of people point to it when talking about serial killers like he had that history anyway so nanny had one of those just interesting and she'll claim that it played a role in her killings later now we start the journey through nanny's fairy tale love story first up bachelor number one charles charlie braggs These two met in 1921 while they were both working at the same textile factory. After a four or five month courtship, the couple got married. At this time, Nanny was only 16 and marriage was not the fairy tale she had expected. Charlie's mother lived with the newlyweds and she had many of the same controlling qualities as Nanny's father. The couple had four daughters and six years, but it turns out kids can't save what is already an unhappy marriage. Both Charlie and Nanny were drinking and having affairs. Charlie often left the house for like long periods of time, and it was one of these times that Nanny would take her first two suspected victims. Okay, so Nanny... Only confessed to the four husbands. So a lot of these are just going to be alleged or suspected that people have gone back and they're like, yeah, she probably, but is never was never proven.
1: So she never confessed to these?
0: She never confessed. They never proved it. It's just kind of assumed. Okay. When he came home after being away, he found that his two middle daughters had died of food poisoning. At least that's what Nanny told him. That's sketchy. The marriage... Her daughters.
1: Yeah, that's a little... That's that's worthless.
0: The marriage just couldn't recover. Charlie took his oldest daughter and divorced Nanny in 1928, leaving her with their newborn and his mother. Now, some sources conflict because it's... These are... This is an old story, so the the media on it was not as great but so some sources say he took his oldest daughter got a divorce and then somehow the oldest daughter ended up back up with nanny later or some say sources some sources say charlie fled came back with with the daughter came back a le- year later left both the daughters and then got a divorce either way he got a divorce and somehow nanny ended up with both children However, it didn't take long for Charlie's mother to die in Nanny's care after he left. Later, Charlie would say he eventually left Nanny because he was scared of her.
1: Like anyone should be.
0: But he still left his mom with her.
1: (laughs) Eh, Mom, you can fight for yourself.
0: Nanny wasn't too heartbroken about the divorce. (laughs) Shortly after she turned to her roots where she first started dreaming of Prince Charming, and started answering the Lonely Hearts column. Soon she was regularly exchanging letters with Frank Harlson, who lived in Jacksonville, Florida. See? She was in Alabama, she was in Florida. She found the Lonely Hearts were nationwide.
1: Two sketchiest states to get together right there. An Alabama person... <laughs> Responding to the Florida person.
0: Then in 1929, one year after her divorce, Nanny married Frank and moved to Florida. But as you could guess, this wasn't happily ever after, either. Frank was a physically abusive alcoholic who had been charged with assault previously. I guess he forgot to mention that in his lonely heart's Oh, wow,
1: he didn't say, like, loves women, loves dogs, and loves beating?
0: (laughs) I guess not. I guess he failed to mention that. Just
1: went over his head.
0: Despite yet again not finding Prince charming, Nanny stayed with Frank for 16 years.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: In the 16-year span Her daughters with Charlie grew up and started their own families. This is where Nanny would claim her next two victims, allegedly. Melvina, Nanny's oldest daughter, gave birth to a son, Robert, in 1943. Then again in 1945, Melvina gave birth to a baby girl. However, the baby died while still in the hospital, and the doctors could not explain why. Malvina revealed to her husband and sister Florine that she thought she saw Nanny walk in while everyone was sleeping and stick the baby with a, in the back of the head with a hat pin.
1: Just Spawn killed the baby? That's not cool.
0: But Malvina was groggy. She had just given birth. I don't know if they had drug good drugs back then. So she was out of it, and she was kind of like, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe that's not what I saw. Maybe she just held the baby. Maybe she wasn't there at all. I don't know, but I just thought I saw something. Her husband and Florine confirmed that they saw Nanny playing with a hat pin while waiting in the waiting room.
1: And they didn't think it was concerning.
0: I don't know if you would. The baby wasn't dead yet. What? What's a hat I don't know, actually.
1: Okay. <laughs> viewers,
0: I think they used to wear them in their hats. It was like a decoration. Viewers,
1: if you know what a hat pin is, uh, send a picture to the DMs of the Twitter account of Crime on Primetime.
0: We want to know what it is. We want to know what it is. But me, me specifically,
1: don't send any text. Just send a picture and send it to the DM of the Twitter account.
0: <laughs> Very suspicious. Specific.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: The next death, the sources conflict on the logistics. Some say six months after the baby's death. Some say a few years. Melvina left her son Robert in Nanny's care.
1: Not a good idea.
0: Some Some sources say well, they make it sound like some sources make it sound like it was just a getaway and Melvina was like, I'll just be gone for the weekend. Some say it was because Melvina left her husband and then was seeing the soldier and Nanny didn't like the soldiers, so she so Mel, they got in a fight and Melvina like left. Stipped. I don't know which one is right, but either way, Robert was left in Nanny's care without any other supervision. Robert died of what doctors called asphyxia, but the doctors nor Nanny had any explanation on how it happened. What everyone does know is that Nanny collected $500 on the life insurance she took out on Robert just months after his death.
1: Oh, okay. Suspicious again.
0: Okay, so five hundred dollars adjusted for inflation in nineteen forty-seven. How much do you think that is today?
1: Oh, five hundred dollars, nineteen forty-seven. I would put that around ten grand.
0: It was six thousand eight hundred fifty-four dollars and six cents.
1: That was in the ballpark.
0: You were in the ballpark. This is major, right so, here. <laughs> you might be wondering about Frank and if Frank survived being married to Nanny. Well, on September 15, 1945, Frank came home drunk from a night of celebrating the end of World War II. And what's a better way to celebrate the end of war than drunken sex with your lady?
1: It's probably what 80% of Americans did that night.
0: So Frank demanded sex from Nanny. Ooh. But Nanny said no. This caused Frank to punch a hole into the wall. Which scared Nanny into giving him sex. Oh. The next day Nanny put rat poison into Frank's liquor bottle and he was dead by he and he died. That night, at the age of thirty-eight.
1: <laughs> That's intense.
0: People suspected it was food poisoning, and Nanny bought a house and land near Jacksonville with Frank's life insurance.
1: I'm I'm just Nanny... I'm just wondering why people. I mean that these are two kids and a husband that died to food poisoning. No one's scared that she's just an awful cook? I mean, three people in her life well, supposedly died of food poisoning. They're not thinking, like, maybe she shouldn't be in the kitchen.
0: No one's connecting them. She could have just, like, not told Frank she ever had two middle daughters. Poor Frank. No one's making the Two different states, too. Nanny laid low for a few years, but in 1947, she popped up again, this time in Lexington, North Carolina, after answering a Lonely Hearts ad for Arlie Lanning. The two were married in just two days of meeting each other for the first time.
1: Yeah, that's not concerning.
0: I mean, some sources say three, so like... Oh, okay, then that's wrong. It could be three. Yeah, yeah. Some would call this love at first sight, but love must have been blind that day because Arlie, like Frank, was a drunk. Not necessarily abusive like Frank, but a womanizer. All the same, this still wasn't Nanny's Prince Charming. In 1950, three years into marriage, Arlie died after being in pain for days. Because Arlie's alcoholism was widely known, and the flu was going around, doctors chalked up, chalked up Arlie's death to flu and alcoholism. So essentially, they were like, "Well, he's an alcoholic, so his liver, kidneys, all of that is already pretty much shot. So he got the flu and just couldn't fight it off because the alcoholism made him so weak."
1: Man, she's getting lucky with these murders, man. I've just noticed that not a single doctor has diagnosed any of these people correctly.
0: No. However, this time there was one hitch in Nanny's plan. In his will, Arlie left the house to his sister. This was no problem for Nanny. She just Burn the house down, knowing the insurance check would be for her. So the insurance check was going to be in Arlie's name, which meant it was going to be Nanny's because they were married. Mm -hmm.
1: I really thought she was just going to murder the sister and not just be like,
0: no, I'm just going to burn the
1: house down. No one gets the house. If I don't get the house, no one does.
0: Right. She just had to go to Arlie's mom's house and pick up the check. So she visited her grieving mother-in-law, and wouldn't you know it, Arlie's mother died while Nanny was visiting. With no house and no current prospects, Nanny decided to visit and care for her sister, Dovey Weaver, who was currently bedridden and sick with cancer.
1: She's not going to take care of her? Not with her track record.
0: That's why no... <laughs> That's why no one raised any concern when Dovey died while Nanny was taking care of her. It must have been the cancer. Does she still have these kids? Well, they're older. But I they mean,
1: still, uh, do they not her... know what's going on? They're not like, oh, well, the fifth person that knew her died, so. She's bad luck.
0: I think because back then, I mean, back then you just didn't keep track of people. Yeah. If she was moving around like this, it's not like you have phones or cell phones where you just texting her and being like, hey, what are you doing today? And she's like, murdering my sister. Yeah, they just had carrier
1: pigeon. They would just strap it on their bird and be like, go find her.
0: Yeah. So it was easy to just move about with no one really knowing. And because a lot of these people had her sister died of cancer. I mean, or had cancer. It was not suspicious. Yeah. That guy was an alcoholic and the flu was gone. I mean, the- it made sense. Mm-hmm. Despite being almost 50 and three unsuccess- unsuccessful marriages deep, Nanny was still determined to find love. When would you give up?
1: After the fifth murder. Like, maybe this isn't for me.
0: After the, I meant marriage.
1: At this point, well, it doesn't matter three husbands. how many people she's married. She has more kills than bodies at this point.
0: Yeah. So, what did she do? She responded to the personal ad of one Richard L. Morton in Emporia, Kansas. Poor guy. And sure enough, the two married in October of 1952. And sure enough, Richard was not Prince Charming. He had many affairs while married to Nanny, and he failed to mention he had a lot of debt and was basically bankrupt before the two got married. But Richard was spared, at least for a little while, because all of Nanny's attention now turned to her mother. Nanny's father had already passed away, thankfully not by Nanny's hand, and her mother had fell and broken her hip and just needed a little bit of help as she recovered. So Nanny, being the loving daughter and the best caretaker, agreed to look after her mother. R.I.P. However, however, within three months of this agreement, Lou Hazel fell ill and died in 1953. Could have called that one. And lo and behold, Richard Morton died three months after his mother-in-law from the same illness.
1: I've always wondered how easy it is to get away with murder at this time. Because you could just say it was like smallpox or something, you know? You could just go, oh, well, they fell off the bridge and stuff. And everyone's like, oh, okay, classic. Classic John and stuff. It must have been really easy to kill people.
0: And get away. Well, especially if you're, like, hurt and you're just moving Mm -hmm. everywhere, you're not in the same spot. Because it's not like all of these states are talking to each other. I mean, yeah. it. I'm sure there was, like, so many unsolved murders. And it's crazy because if you listen to people that go over, like, court cases and, like, investigations that were actually solved or looked into, it's crazy because it's. It's basically a circumstantial circumstantial case. Unless they find the murder weapon and they're like, he bought it, mm-hmm. they're not solving it. Or it's like, we're pretty sure it's this guy, but we have no DNA. We kind of understand things. They, You know how they used to do it is by blood type. They're like, this blood was type A. He has type A. He must have done it. Must have been him.
1: <laughs> That's a terrible way to do it.
0: That's all they had back then.
1: Those people with the O's really got screwed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Before Morton even died, Nanny was already sending letters to a new man. This is the man our story started with, Samuel Doss. Samuel Doss was as close to Prince Charming as Nanny got, He wasn't an alcoholic, he wasn't abusive, he didn't cheat, and he had a steady job and no debt. But what really did Samuel in, in Nanny's eyes, was his frugal and conservative nature. He didn't believe in watching TV or reading romance novels and magazines. So he forbade Nanny from doing the same. That's weird.
1: Like, no, you have to have my interests.
0: Well, I think he was very religious. So I think it was coming from that standpoint of... Oh, and she had
1: those dirty magazines that she was looking at. Sinful.
0: Yeah, he's like, this isn't holy. You need to be reading the Bible. This is lustful. A little hot, but sinful. (laughs) Isn't everything sinful a little hot? Mm -hmm. That... And the two life insurance policies he made Nanny the beneficiary of. So, he, you know, he had his two life insurance policies. Nanny. Oh, wait, my bad. I already said that. And we know the rest. Samuel died unsuspectingly. The doctor ordered an autopsy. Arsenic was found. Nanny was arrested. And Nanny confessed to killing four of her five husbands. Doss pled guilty to Samuel's murder on May 17th, 1955. The judge refused to sentence Nanny to death because he believed she had mental problems and didn't want to kill a woman. And she was only charged for Samuel's death because she was sentenced to life in pres- prison. And the other states were basically like, yeah, that's good enough for us. That's fair. Yeah. Ten years later, Nanny died of leukemia in prison on June 2nd, 1965, at the age of 59. While she was in prison, she used to give interviews to magazines and media, and the whole time, every time, she would just giggle through the whole thing. And that's how she got dubbed. The giggling grinning. You know, it might be
1: cooler than me. Uh, was it the Avenging Cinderella? Yes, it might be cooler.
0: The giggling mm-hmm. granny name? What'd you think? I thought it was interesting.
1: I think it's, I just think it's absurd with how much you could get away with in the 1900s. They probably barely even had police back then.
0: They had, they to, had like, police because you know that's where the that's where those noir films. You know, they had the detective with the hat and the smoking the pipe and the trench coat. Is that in
1: that? Hurt. I thought that was like fifties.
0: I mean, it was, but it had to be based off. When of were the right? westerns
1: then? Oh, that's like eighteen hundreds, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean that was before like civilization. History is not
1: my thing. I'm a business major.
0: <laughs> All right, similarities and differences.
1: They both had a, a weird thing with romance. You know, romance is important, but like when you make it your life, you're a little too weird and a little too attached. Um.
0: And the truth is, is that you're never gonna find Prince Charming. There's never mm-hmm. gonna be a perfect man out there. Some men there. snore. And if you keep looking for it, you're some, never gonna find it. Yeah, some men spend snore. their
1: entire paycheck on Legos. Like you're not gonna find the perfect man. You're just gonna have to live with it.
0: You know what Dalton does? That I'm like, this isn't the perfect man. Still love him. He, I, we have ice trays because we don't. Have, does like, he an take ice individual maker. pieces? And instead. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's not perfect, but we st- and he still doesn't love refill him. it, does he? No, yeah, that's rough, but not, but we still love him. He's not never gonna find Prince Charming, mm-hmm. he does a lot of other things right. But yeah, essentially, I think what Criminal Minds took the base of was this woman who wants. A man did something that didn't live up to her expectations. She killed him to keep finding her true love and the insurance money.
1: I mean, insurance money is big, it's non taxable sometimes. Yeah, I mean, learn that.
0: It will be interesting, or I mean, we'll never know if she really was killing, if her true motive was love. Or if her real motive was money and that she just said it. Was I so mean, it's
1: wrong. probably a little bit of both. She's like, oh, I don't really love you. And, and you probably- also have money. So it's a win-win.
0: Yeah. What do you think being on the podcast for the first time? I enjoyed it.
1: Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you get DMs asking, viewers asking for me to be the host and you just be the narrator.
0: Oh, you you want to take my Well,
1: you you just be like the facts person. I would be the host oh, uh, of primetime. I would do all that. Yeah, the and then I would eventually own your um podcast. What, what's the the Roll Tide network? I would own that. Troll, Troll Tide, Tide network? Network. I would own that. I business major. <laughs> it's I know it's a little harder for y'all. I mean, you're a writing major. Um, the others are coaches, right?
0: They're like, uh, intramural directors at colleges.
1: So I would be the business guy.
0: And then you would take all of Um, our money.
1: A good cut. I mean, you'd still get your percentages. I mean, business guy. I mean, I would give you your cut, but because my job's so hard and then I would eventually become host and owner. I would expect a higher cut than y'all. I mean, y'all are just doing the little work.
0: I've researched all the stories. You think that's easy?
1: You think it's easy doing taxes, Kinsey? You think it's easy running a business?
0: How are you going to get ownership?
1: Um, well, I'm not going to tell you because then you're going to try to like step in, stop that from happening. But do y'all even have a business plan?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, like written
1: up in formal writing. Yeah, I'm taking over
0: this place. I wrote the goals of my podcast.
1: Now <laughs> they're so vulnerable to my mind.
0: <laughs> we'll see what the viewers think, but I definitely loved having you on. We've got to do this again I'm sometime. Down. Maybe at Christmas when I'm home, you, me, and mom can all do an episode oh, mom would together. Love that. And then we'll, for our questions, we'll get, just give her trivia on random episodes. And she
1: would probably be able to get every single one of them.
0: Ew, yeah, she'd kill it. All right, Carson, are you ready to hear what the next episode? Of we're course. Watching? Let me pull it up.
1: See, so not even prepared. I'm uh, swooping in. I'm taking over.
0: You. You can't steal my podcast. The Carson podcast. Time Network
1: coming coming very soon. Crime on Carson Time.
0: Carson. <laughs> All right. Do you want to take a guess at what we're watching next?
1: Um Hawaii 0
0: How did you know that?
1: I'm the best. I'm the best. Your 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 whole thing is All right. predictable. Y'all need me.
0: It's not. It's literally a random number generator. I don't so even know. So predictable.
1: Statistics. Business major.
0: Statistics. <laughs> Alright, we're watching Hawaii Five O Season 10, Episode 13. I'm going to thoroughly apologize because I looked everywhere for a pronunciation of this, but I could not get Google Translate to tell me the pronunciation. And with that, I'm your host, Kinsey Huseman, at least for now until Carson apparently takes over. And this is Crime on Prime Time, and we are signing off.
1: Bye.